What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey, everybody. Arch here. It is Monday. Max, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You guys didn't miss me at all. Didn't miss a beat. Solid show. Solid show. Oh, you liked it? Yeah. Very good. Very good. Four stars. Four out of how many? I'm 10, but you know. (laughs) What's going on, Panther? Uh, Yeah. You know, it, it was fun, I guess. Saturday, but it really wasn't the same. We got the the wrap up was screwed up, and you know Max just brings a certain element to the table. I don't know how to identify those elements, but he, you know, he's the he's the glue that patches everything together. So we won't get too sentimental, but he was kind of maybe sorely missed. I was I was out watching dinosaurs. Like if you guys want to know, I saw that. It. I saw yeah. I saw your Facebook pics. I I did that when they. You were allowed to be indoors and stuff with my kid. Yeah, that was a fun time. That's a fun time. Yeah. It was a, it was a drive-by dinosaurs. <laughs> That's what the world's come to. I went to the Meadowlands and drove through a park of animatronic dinosaurs. That sounds that fun. My, that, that was my Saturday morning. Yeah, good. What's going on, Rich? For a minute there, I thought he was you know, making fun of my age. <laughs> Driving by dinosaurs, eh? Ah, you know, it's Monday. Looking forward to another week of uh, solid picks. Baseball, you got uh, you're finished from Jimmy Butler to crybaby LeBron, who walked off the court early. Such a class act. So I, I'm looking forward to us bringing more class to the show than LeBron can bring to the NBA stage. <laughs> oh, man. I think it's time to say, I think it's time to say it. Start say the it. fucking clock in Dallas. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Too early. If he hung on to Jason Garrett as long as (laughs) you see uh, how wonderful Jason Garrett's offense is playing out with the Giants. Okay, he's got got absolutely nothing to work with, though. I mean, you you see, and we'll get into uh, the the recap, but you see what what Dak Prescott's able to do, and you see what Daniel Jones is able to do. And I'm, I'm sorry, man. Like Jason Garrett's got no ingredients to work with over there. 
mean, you can't cook a, a meal for any. He barely has ramen. Like he might ha- he might have some ramen crumbs to work with over there in, in New York. Here's the difference, though. At the end of the year, the Cowboys will have four or five wins. The Giants will have one and be in contention for Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> and I'm going to have to deal with that, giving people 14 points a game all year long. Whoa. You're going to ramen. With with four or five wins, you'll still compete. Right. <laughs> yeah, <that's- laughs> four or five wins will get them a, like, yeah, get them division wins. Mm-hmm. The division winner. All right. Let's, we, gotta, we still have a fair amount to get to. So let's recap the hell out of this quickly. All right. Well, listen, I, I missed the show on Saturday, so I might as well just uh, recap this real quickly on my end. Uh, we mentioned uh, first first up, Dak Prescott, 500 yards, four TDs. Cowboys still lost. Uh, I mean, uh, listen, uh, I, th- I think uh, Rich might have something to say about this, but uh, what the hell's up with Ezekiel Elliott? What's going on? They're just not running the ball. It's so stupid. It's pass, 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 pass. And they're getting – I think Kellen Moore has this idea – that they want to get off as many plays as they can, so they're 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 hurrying up, they're getting off plays, but in doing so, they're putting that weak defense back on the field. I mean, um, Demarcus Lawrence after the game said, "This is a soft ass defense." Well, I don't know if that's being uh, fair to soft. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, speaking of the East, we were just talking about it. The Eagles got their first win. Carson Wentz still looks like absolute crap out there, but uh, turnover battle, right? The, the Eagles won the turnover battle. That was enough to beat the, the shorthanded Niners there. And now the Eagles, with their one sole win, uh, are first place in the East. So <laughs> <laughs> congrats, Eagles. Uh, shifting over to the AFC East, Bills 4-0. But they got to be hoping that Josh Allen's shoulder is okay moving forward. He had some shoulder discomfort, ended up winning the game anyway. Raiders played a good game, but it comes once again. They lost the turnover battle, and that doomed them. So I, I, I'm, I'm actually liking what I'm seeing from the Raiders so far this season. It's not craziness from Chucky just yet. So if he can keep this stable, the well, Raiders could be pretty good. Uh, Nick Foles was speaking of the Eagles. Nick Foles. He got the start in Chicago. And guess what? He was much better than Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> but the Bears scored 11 points. <laughs> I, I'm starting to wonder, though. I think the Colts defense might be the best in the league. Uh, I think they're, they're better than the Bears. That, that, that defense looks really, really good. Um, heading to my Rams. I spoke a few weeks ago. We were talking about Jalen Ramsey and how mature he was getting and how that locker room presence for Jalen Ramsey is so much better for him. Well, you know what? I'm going to retract my message because... <laughs> That whole game, he was just chirping in Golden Tate's ear, giving him hard hits, and then it just turned into a brawl at the end. He's likely to be suspended here. Uh, the Rams won the game, but it, it sure didn't feel like it to me. Um, they were routinely shut down by that Giants defense. Mm. They could not adjust. Uh, early on, they were just slicing the, the Giants apart, and then the Giants adjusted their defense, and then the Rams couldn't readjust to the Giants' adjustments. Uh, it didn't feel like a win. I'll take it, but... Man, not, not not good for the Rams. Uh, Vikings got their first win of the season at the expense of the 0-4 Texans. So we talked about one clock. Tick, tick, tick. This is uh, Bill O'Brien. Another another notch closer to the end. Uh, of course, Arch wants him to stay. Arch, Arch wants Bill O'Brien to stay to the very, very end of time. Yes. Cardinals, man, they lost another one. Is it time to worry about them? Or do we have to realize that the Panthers are going to be better than we thought? I think the latter. I think the Panthers, Bridgewater, damn, damn good. He's starting to gel. 
I think so. I think that's it. I think he's he's really comfortable out there. He's he's back to form. Uh, this, this dude, when he was in Minnesota, was fantastic. Man, man, Cardinals. Um, Dwayne Haskins. You look at his stat sheet. Played better than the MVP stat sheet. The reality is no, no. The 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 Washington Football Club just got thrashed by the Ravens. For sports betters, though, sure glad. Uh, I took the uh, I was leading the the Washington team because that hook that hook would have got you. It got one of us. <laughs> got one of us. <laughs> um, it was looking grim for the Bucks yesterday, but then Tom Brady remembered how to play football. In his old age, it just takes a little longer to remember things like, oh yeah, Gronk. I remember him. I used to throw to him, and it worked. Well, he spread the ball around and got the ball to Gronk late in the game, and and. Certainly enough, uh, Tampa Bay won. But listen, Justin Herbert looked good out there again. I think that the issue is, as a starter, he's now 0-3. So the uh, other rookie QB we want to look at, he's pretty good too. So congrats to Mr. Joe Burrow leading the Bengals to a win. It also helped when Joe Mixon runs for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Last point, and I'm going to – I mean, I need to serve this one up to Arch because he, he and I were uh, t- texting about this yesterday. The Seahawks – one again, but are are they really that good? Because I'm starting to get a 2019 Green Bay vibe from the Seattle Seahawks. Me too. I don't think they're that good. I'm starting to see some flaws in this, I, some cracks. I yeah. I I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna drop an F bomb on them yet, an F R A U D bomb like Max Mike. But I don't know about the Seahawks. What do you think, Panther? Um, I think the offense is for real, but there's still going to be some questions on the defense. The defense has just given up a lot of points, but they can move the ball and pretty much score at will, chalk up another two touchdowns for Russell Wilson yesterday. That's 16 in four games. I'm not, I mean, I'm not sure what you guys are seeing as, as a collective unit. Um, I don't think they're, they're that much better or worse than anybody else, but the only red flags I see from the Seahawks is on the defensive side of the ball. I think they're um, – if Miami was able to convert in the red zone, they would have gotten beaten maybe yep. badly yesterday. But you know what? The defense stopped them when they had to stop them, and that's the name of the game. But I, I feel like when they start getting into the heart of their schedule, if you're going to rely on um, not turning the ball over and outscoring people, that's, it's a tough way to go. I think that eventually it will catch up to them. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Max, are you going to drop a you going to drop the 2019 bomb on them? I'm, I'm not going to call them frauds just yet, but I, th- I think there there is enough cause for concern that the, the it's the bottom is going to drop out eventually on them. Yeah, uh, they might get through the regular season okay. I don't think that this team right now, as I'm seeing it, has it in them to make a deep playoff run. Uh, they their their defense definitely needs to fix things up, and even their offense. I think. You know, uh, Carson Carson got his, uh, Wilson looked his, but Lockett got shut down yesterday. And uh, you, you start to say, okay, well, then Russell Wilson, you know, spread the ball around, yada, yada, yada. I don't think that's the case. I, I really think that they, they beat up on a, a Miami team that probably just didn't prepare that well. Like I'm, I was looking at Miami too. It's like, where's that defense? Yeah, <laughs> like like this this is a team that that was supposed to be this a uh, you know defensive minded team, and at critical moments just had lapses out on the field. Miami should have won that game, is what I'm saying. And, and yes. I think their, their defensive lapses allowed Seattle to score when, when they shouldn't have. 
All right. It'll be interesting to see. But yeah, something smells about Seattle. I don't know if I believe in them anymore. I don't know if I ever did. All right. Panther, you have any thoughts from yesterday real quick? Uh, I do. You know, in the, in the whole um, running backs don't matter, Cleveland did not get that memo. And, uh, they, you know, they let Mayfield – it was impressive. They let Mayfield cut loose like the first half, and, and the Cowboys had no answer. And then when the day was over, you look at the stat sheet, and the Cleveland Browns ran for over 300 yards on the ground. Well, when you doing when you play Dallas, you can do any goddamn thing you want. You know that Dallas went to the Atlanta Falcons School of Defense or something. I'm not sure what's going on here, but uh, you know, and then Dallas or uh, Dak is the first quarterback in history to throw for 450 or more yards in three straight games. Um, I don't that you know it's a defensive problem. He has to throw that much. It's a Zeke problem that they have to throw that much. There's there's a lot of problems. Oh, you, in you, didn't, you didn't say the problem. I mean, Arch said the problem. It's McCarthy. <laughs> but on, honestly, yeah, I, I'm I'm sorry. But that's the thing, they're throwing the ball so much because that's what McCarthy's telling them to do. And they I shouldn't be what, players what play, play, coaches coach. That's I mean, I it's up to the players on the field to have some balls and go out there and play like they want to win. And the offensive side of the team is doing it, except they are putting the defense in a bad spot by turning the ball over. But there's no heart on that Dallas defense at all. They can't dig in. And then when they have a chance to get back into the game, you know, they let some bullshit 50 yard run for Odell Beckham. So I I just think that they have no heart. If that's a reflection of coaching, it's coaching, but I think it's really a player thing. They'll get, they'll get it turned around because they're scoring too many points. They can focus on one side of the ball, but moving on ball, Baltimore's annihilate. It, it doesn't look like an annihilation on the scoreboard, but that game was over at halftime. They were up 28 to 10 with eight minutes left in the third and took the foot off the gas. Baltimore scored 31 points and ran a grand total of 56 plays. That's pretty efficient football. Uh, Joe Burrow Max mentioned um, another Productive day. He's a first rookie. They have 300 plus passing yards in three straight games. Um, I'm a big believer in Joe Burrow. We talk about him almost every week. As Max mentioned, O'Brien, I, man, 0 and 4. I think it's worse for O'Brien because. He's the general manager. This he got the he got to go shopping for the ingredients, right? This he got to go grocery shopping, like Bill Parcells wants to do. He put this team together, and now they're just a, a shit show. Um, interesting thing about the the Bengals: they're one, two, and one, and they have a zero net point differential. So they're not getting blown out. They're in all their games. They tied the one. They won yesterday. So they're this is a team. I don't think they're a playoff team, but it's still a team to pay attention to. Um, if you go and look at the entire NFL, I find these kind of things interesting. There are 12 teams, 12 individual teams in the NFL that have as many or more wins than the entire NFC East combined. <laughs> Just put that in perspective. <laughs> the NFC East, every single team has a negative point differential. The NFC West, every team has a plus point differential for whatever that's worth. And I know we, we talked about Tom Brady, big day, 360 yards, uh, five touchdowns. Tom Brady's thrown four pick sixes in his last six games. Something to keep an eye on. Rich, what are you bringing? Mm, I just think, the, you know, for me, the biggest takeaway is some of these young quarterbacks. Uh, you have Burrow looks fantastic and Herbert looks fantastic. I don't really pay much attention to the passing yards because I think that the way the league is set up nowadays, if you're not passing for yards, there's something really wrong with you. Mm-hmm. 
one one small thing my son and I were talking about, which I think could be adding to the um, why we're seeing so many points, is that th- this year is the lowest it's been in a long, long time for the number of uh, holding calls on offensive linemen. I don't know if it's like a COVID thing where they're saying, you know, you haven't gotten practice, so we're going to be light on that at the start of the year. But if offensive linemen can hold, there's really going to be no stopping them. So I, I think that could be a big reason why you're seeing all these points. Yeah, I think there's. I think it's a stew. I think it's that. I think it's. Uh, I think it's coaches are definitely more aggressive. We're seeing so many fourth down going for it on fourth downs, and that's going to lead to points one way or the other. For sure. You're going to give either upfield position or you're going to continue drives. But, you know, if you allow an offensive lineman to hold, and also on the other side of that is that they're like a record high pass interference calls too. So those are two things that heavily work in offensive favor. Yeah, no doubt. Watching that Giants-Rams game, uh, it looked like Aaron Donald was being held every single play. Like he was, he was cutting like through that offensive line, like a, a hot knife through butter mm-hmm. and he had half a sack. I mean, God. All right. That's the recap as it is. Let's get to it. We have two football games tonight. First up, we're looking at Atlanta going to Green Bay. Packers opened up minus seven and a half. They're minus seven at Pinnacle, minus six and a half at like bet 365 and Heritage. If there was a square sucker play this week, (laughs) this is the one. I mean, Green Bay averaging 40 points per game. Falcons defense just keeps collapsing. Packers at home on a Monday night. Uh, I might not have as sophisticated spreadsheet as Rich does, but my Excel is saying that Green Bay should win this game by 17 points. (laughs) Uh, Yet I still have pause in betting this one. I mean, the Packers continue their fraudulent ways. It's going to catch up with them at some point. Falcons are bound to figure things out on defense just enough to allow their explosive offense to not be wasted. That Green Bay defense gives up a lot of points. And if Matt Ryan can limit the turnovers, this could go back and forth most of the game. Ultimately, I do think Green Bay wins this one. And everything is telling me to bet the Packers here. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm not happy about it, but I will bet Green Bay. Uh, but You know, that just makes me feel so warm inside that your your inner fraud fraudulent betting is going to take the Packers. Um, you probably take the Falcons with the first half, right? Like Atlanta puts on a. I mean, they this team it puts on a show the first half. They score, they get up big, and then I don't know if it's coaching or somebody didn't tell them it's a, a sixty minute game or what, but. They crash and burn in that fourth quarter. Um, I think a lot of points are going to be scored. Uh, the Packers' defense is near as elite as it was last year. The Falcons barely played defense at, at all. So, uh, yeah, I think it's, this is going to be a fun game to watch. Aaron Jones has been near unstoppable. I don't think um, Rodgers thrown an interception yet. A um, lot of yards, a lot of points, but I do believe Green Bay covers, so I will also be betting the Packers. After the first three games, if I were to ask you which defense gives up more yards per play, it'd probably be unanimous that Atlanta does. Wrong. Green Bay is tied with Miami on allowing the most yards per play on defense. They're even worse than my Dallas Cowboys. And the one thing that makes them um, – there's two things I think that are going to make this game uh, for Green Bay, and that's turnovers and sacks. 
Rodgers has only been sacked twice through the first three games, and they have not turned the ball over. They haven't fumbled and lost it. They haven't thrown an interception. And those are numbers that are kind of in line with when the New England team went undefeated. So I don't know if they should test the amount of air that's in the ball up there in Green Bay. Maybe they're doing deflate gate number two. So this game is going to come down to, I think, which team gets more sacks. I think Green Bay is likely to get a couple more sacks, likely to create another turnover. I have them winning by eight. That's not enough for me. So I'm just going to lean the Packers. Yeah, it does. It feels like the squarest of sucker plays. God damn, especially the line movement and everything. Bucket. I'm going to turn my brain off. I'm going to turn my brain off. I'm going to pick my nose. I'm going to pick Green Bay. Fuck. It feels, I feel dirty. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Yeah, it does. I, like, yeah. I, I, I don't feel nice about this. So. No, no, no. <laughs> it feels so, yeah, it feels so stupid. <laughs> this is what Marvel movie fans must feel like every day. <laughs> Stop making fun of Panther like that. He's right here. Yeah. Oh, oh shit! I, I like those <laughs> movies. You know what feels good is when you guys all lose, and I'm the only one that didn't. So. Yeah, but you're not going to win anything. Reference. Yeah. All right. The total in this one is uh, 56 and a half or 57 down from 58. I don't like that at all because I mean I have this going way over, and I think the expectations are going to be that this is going to go way over, and I think that everything everything points to this being way over. So why is Vegas dropping this line? I don't get it at all. Um, the overs still seem to be the play right now. And, and these two teams, we've, we've said it all about their defenses, about their offenses, why this should be over. So uh, I'm not going to overthink this. I'm just going to go with the over. Yeah. The, with what Vegas is getting us, we got to be, uh, we got to be over 31 to 24. Well, Atlanta hasn't scored under 24 in any of their losses. And, Green Bay hasn't come close to 31 in any of their wins, averaging 40 points a game. So, yeah, another square sucker play. I'll take the over. 
I'm going to take the push. I have them scoring exactly 57. I, here's the thing that kind of, I think, maybe keeps this game from going way over, and that's neither team can stop the other team, but I don't see a lot of explosive plays coming tonight. I think you'll see 7, 8, 9, 10, 12 yards and a lot of four or five-minute drives, which could kill up the clock and then allow the game to be like right at the end. You'll be biting your fingernails on either side. So I'm just going to lean the push. All right. Well, my numbers say take the under. They say it take under almost every single way, no matter how I slice it. So I'm going to bet the over. Man, we got like the original, yeah, good original kiss of death on both sides, and then we got Rich on an island. Oh, it's going to be an under. It's going to be Atlanta wins outright. Probably. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. It seems like that makes more sense to me. <laughs> All right. We've got New England going to Kansas City. Uh, Chiefs opened up minus seven. <laughs> Not really. They opened up minus 11. Uh, they're minus 10 and a half now. Yeah. I, I was looking forward to this game uh, when Cam Newton was going to play. Uh, in fact, that, that plus seven, that's what it really was, right? Plus seven. Yeah. Uh, I was itching to jump on New England there. Uh, but but without Cam, uh, the drop off at QB, I think, is, is significant. It does mean that New England's going to need to try to slow the pace of this game. They have some runners to do that. They've got several runners on that team. Uh, they can just mix it up and, and just keep throwing bodies out there to run the ball, chew up some clock. Uh, but you look at looking at statistics and you say, well, the Chiefs still aren't good at defending the run. And I, I just like to argue that they are. I mean, you, you know, if, if, if you need to uh, see an example of that, look at last week. They can do it. Look at last season and how they were able to pick up their their run defense. So statistically, it's saying that the Chiefs can't stop the run. I think that they can. I think it's going to force Hoyer or Stidham, whoever's going to start, uh, to, to make some third and long plays here. And for New England, slowing down Tyreek Hill is going to be a big challenge. And if they slow him down, it usually means double teams. And double teaming him means freeing up Travis Kelsey. So maybe Bill has found a loophole to add two extra defensive players to the field without getting penalized. If, if there's a man that can find a loophole in, in the rule book, it's him. <laughs> uh, so if you can find two extra players to put on the field, uh, one to go up against Kelsey and another one to go up against Hill, maybe they have a chance here. Um, I just still think it's too many points. I, I think I'm going to lean New England here. Without Cam in this lineup, You know, I, I don't have enough confidence in to bet them uh, with the 10.5, but 10? Okay, could we see the hook? once again being the nightmare here so i will lean the patriots yeah i think the big thing here on betting this game is whether or not you want to bet against the hoodie these teams are really a lot closer than you think in total yards against per game kansas city's 12th new england's 13th total yards on offense per game kansas city's third new england's seventh now granted there's no cam newton so that's going to take a big bite out of um, the, the rushing attack, you know, New England has the second rated rushing attack at 178 yards. And just like Baltimore, that has a lot to do with the quarterback running the ball. So tonight will be a little bit different, but I think because of the perception that the chiefs can't stop the run, they're 27th against the run, giving up 153 per game. I wouldn't be surprised if the hoodie comes out and says, you know what? We're going to throw the ball 40 times a game because they don't expect it. Um, there's there's going to be some crazy stuff happening. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some trick plays or something come out of New England. 
Um, Kansas City's winning this game. Almost a safer bet might be just a money line, the damn thing, if you want to risk 550. But, um, yeah, I'm with Max. I, I think the hoodie keeps it close, closer, and uh, but it's still going to be a lean for me. I'm going to lean the Patriots. The Patriots in, in the Tom Brady era would lose about one game per year by more than 10 points. One of those games was the first time he was washed up, and we're all remembering and it's on to Cincinnati when they got smoked in uh, Kansas City. I was there, baby. <laughs> you were there, baby. Well, now, is there anybody allowed in the stands there now or no? Some, they have small crowds, right? They had small yeah, crowds. They third. Yeah, right. so – I don't. I think they will be able to run the ball, but with Hoyer, who's likely to start, the offense is going to look a lot funny enough, like it used to look last year with Tom Brady. Is he older than Brady? And um, I do think the hoodie will be able to keep it within ten. They're going to control the clock. They're going to keep it close. They're not going to allow that many explosive plays. I don't think so. I'm going to bet half-heartedly the uh, New England Patriots. Yeah, I'm going to lean the. Too many points, but also too many unknowns. Everyone's a loop. The best running defense Kansas City has is their offense. It, it gets teams to panic. It gets teams put behind a little bit and they abandon the run. I don't know that I don't know that the hoodie's going to abandon the run or panic. He's not really that sort. So I can see this being a real grind out where New England stays within themselves keeps the you know short plays running plays and keeps it you know closer than the 10 points. It'll be interesting to see. The total in this one is now 49 and a half. With Cam in, it was 52 and a half. I still have it going over. <laughs> I do. I, I mean, for, for all the all those things that we were saying about uh, New England trying to slow and grind this out, I mean, uh, do, do you see KC not scoring over 24 points here? You know, I mean, it's 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 bound it's bound for them to even score closer to thirty here, even even with New England trying to slow the play here. So, um, yeah, it's it's not significantly over, but I do like the over here. I want to see if you guys can pick up a trend here with when it comes to Kansas City's defense. Last week they beat Baltimore thirty-four to twenty. Before that, they beat the Chargers twenty-three to twenty. Before that, beat Houston thirty-four to twenty. The Super Bowl, they beat the Niners 31 to 20. I think the Patriots might get 20 points. Uh, but like Max said, if New England or uh, excuse me, Kansas City gets 30, which is pretty likely, honestly, you're you're your 50 points. So I, I think we're gonna nudge slightly on the over. I think the only way the Patriots have a shot is if they can keep this game under. I think the game is going to probably look a little bit like the game Kansas City had against the um, Chargers, which I think was 43 points. I, I expect that – yeah, I, I'm going to bet the under on this one too. I, I think it's going to be a lower scoring game, so I'm betting the under. I'm going to lean the under. I don't have a whole lot of confidence, but I do see this as a slower game, and a messier game, that's for sure. All right, so that's it for football. We've got some baseball to talk about now. We, for our uh, for our pennant predictions in the AL, we have Tampa Bay. All our hopes are pinned to Tampa Bay now. <laughs> Great. Great. They got a shot? I think so. 
Okay. I think so. Uh, listen, you know, uh, uh, this, this, this is the first time these two teams have met in the postseason. They hate each other, and it's the first time they've ever met in the postseason. Uh, Rays won 8 of 10 games this season against the Yankees. It just seemed to be the kryptonite to this Yankees lineup. Got another solid pitching matchup here today, Snell versus Cole. Uh, Yankees got Garrett Cole exactly for this reason. They needed an ace to help them move on to the playoffs and to win a big games and this is a big game here uh vegas seems to think so as well or at least they're trying to get people to bet on tampa because that's what the line is saying is bet on tampa uh, and people are people are betting on tampa right here i would like to jump on the race as well i would love to but i'm worried i'm worried that the the yankees are that awakened giant now they're going to assert their power over the team that won the AL East. I'm worried here, guys. Uh, I will lean the Rays and hope the Yankees go back to sleep. But what I saw in that last series with the Yankees, I'm terrified. Yeah, it looks like this is the the Yankee team that maybe they heard some of the things we were saying about them, maybe a little pissed off, got a little edge to them. But they're pitching well. They're hitting on all cylinders. I mean, everybody's just crushing the ball. Blake Snell's been actually pretty hittable all season uh, with a four plus ERA. Um, the Garrett Cole wasn't spectacular during the regular season, but in the postseason, you know, his first outing, he did Garrett Cole type things. And uh, the line is telling me that Vegas at least expects him to do Garrett Cole type things tonight. It's a little chalky. I might entertain the money line or, or the run line. We'll see what Rich does, but um, yeah, I'm going to bet the Yankees. Wait, when the Yankees were smoking in the beginning of the year, the one team that seemed to get them was Tampa Bay. And they kind of started that whole process of putting them to sleep and maybe messing with their psychology because the Yankees are smashing the ball. And here comes Tampa in the Yankee Stadium, sweeping them four games in a row. They played 10 times this year, as Max said. Yankees have lost eight of those. And Cole is not the same away from uh, um, the Bronx. In these neutral site games, I'm going to treat both teams as road teams and neither as a home team. But the team that bats last tends to win games. So I think this game is going to come down to the bullpen because there's not as much difference between the offense that people think. It's just one run a game, but the Tampa's pitching is one run a game better. So I think you're going to get to the bullpens. In this case, Tampa has the third best bullpen in the league. Uh, The Yankees are around number 16, so middle of the pack. I'm going to actually do what Vegas wants me to do because I think Tampa's going to win this game. So I'm going to bet Tampa and take the plus line. I don't necessarily have Tampa Bay winning this game, but I, for a value play, I have to bet Tampa Bay here. I cannot get to that Yankees nearly 60% implied probability win. Ooh, that's way too high. So yeah, I'm going to bet Tampa Bay here as well. All right, Houston playing Oakland. The A's opened up minus 137. They're minus 135 now. So we were talking about neutral sites and, and this, this experiment with the neutral sites here. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in this series, particularly. Astros, we know, are a much better team at home, uh, but they managed to dominate the wild card round while on the road. The A's did get the better of the Astros this season, but those games uh, were were actually mostly played in Oakland because you had um, their you know mini strike this year uh, that they took a couple of days off, and then they had some COVID COVID issues. So most of these games ended up being played in Oakland. Um, 
and and we know that Houston, if they're at home, maybe they they win some of those games, right? Uh, the Astros had considered starting Granke in Game One to match up against Chris Bassett, but they opted for Lance McCullers Jr. instead. We know that Granke's been stellar against the A's this season, but you look at McCullers after the the start of the season, he really started to pitch very well. He's coming off of Tommy John's. He had a slow start to the season. A started getting things going. So I don't disagree with starting McCullers and saving Granky for game two. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out for Bassett, man. You know, he he's pitched well this season, but you look a little bit deeper into his, his stats and he's had some luck on his side. And I think there's, he's bound to have some regression here. I know that the Astros haven't been hitting great against righties this season, but in general, they have the talent to beat up on a right-handed pitcher. I think Bassett could be that guy. We know the A's have the bullpen advantage, but even so, Houston's bullpen has gotten better as the season's got gotten you know moved on. I'm worried here again about the waking giant thing. Is <laughs> is you know these are two teams that don't like each other. The Astros, I think, are finally starting to show up. Uh, I think this is going to be a fun series, and I think the Astros steal Game One. So I'm going to bet Houston. Yeah, that, the whole sleeping giant thing, I think, is is real when it comes to Houston. They, they spent the whole offseason getting beat up. They spent the whole COVID time getting beat up. They spent the 60-game regular season getting beat up, um, not only just in the in the press, and, and but just on the field as well. Uh, the, their struggles on the road are well-documented. Um, really, one of the worst teams on the road. And, you know, like Rich alluded to, I'm treating all these – games as road games for all of them but to max's point the talent's there the experience is there the been there done that we know how to win these games is there and you know oakland as good as they've been over the years um they just don't get to this level each year and are successful so i'm going to take the success that the astros have had in the previous seasons and the experience that they have from the previous seasons. And I'll take that plus line and bet the Astros. Maybe I'm going to be on an island here because I don't know what Archer's going to do. But McCullers, yeah, yeah, they've played a lot of games on the road and they got mixed up with the Oakland series. But McCullers on the road is completely different than he was in Houston. 0-3 on the road with a 7.33 ERA, and it's not just one game like Flaherty. In five of the six road games, he gave up at least – three runs. Bassett is also kind of a little bit iffy away from home. His big issue away from home has been home runs. He's given up six home runs away from Oakland and zero in Oakland. I think Bassett does have the edge. And then I think when he leaves the game and then the bullpen, I think they'll have the lead when he leaves the game. And then the bullpen takes over and Oakland has the number one uh, bullpen by ERA. The Astros are number 15 by ERA. I think this game is a game that Oakland wins. They stopped that two-game road winning streak for the Astros. And you're not paying up for them where they're currently at based upon run differential. So I'm going to bet the Oakland Athletics. Go. Yeah, you know, I'm going to have to side with you. I was going to bet Oakland as well. I'd already made up my mind <laughs> that I was going to take Tampa Bay and Oakland. Uh, so I just need to go one-on-one just to not turn a profit. So. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bet Oakland here. I think they can get it done too. Looking at these numbers, ooh, that was a monster show today, man. We went a little, yeah. yeah. But that's it, man. 
that is it. You want more content? Head over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com or download the DGENs app for Android iOS. Let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. You can listen to us on that app or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, Amazon Podcasts, Google Pod, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Podsale, and iHeartRadio. No matter where you listen to that, please, highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, listen to every single episode. Rich, final words. Glad to have you back, Max, because when you're not here, I'm kind of confused as to what I'm supposed to do at the end of the show. So I'm glad to have some normalcy in my life. Uh, yeah, it was a monster show, and uh, hopefully we've uh, put some monster profits in there for you. I noticed that uh, some people were very happy with the Minnesota Vikings money line pick on the weekend. You're welcome. The new mafia godfather is in town. <laughs> No doubt about that. But make sure you tell your friends about the Mafia Godfather on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, however it is you communicate, because friends don't let friends bet without absolute degeneracy. Panther, I have no idea where you are half the time on what you're going to say and what you're going to do. I have no idea where you are right now, but wherever you are, time to take us home. Well, declaring yourself the Moneyline Godfather is going to poke the bear. I'm going to send my Mafia out there on a hit. Uh, let's just, we're going to talk about that off the air, but, uh, you guys know, man, we only got four games today, but there are four really big games, two, uh, football games, two baseball games. And, you know, hopefully the, you followed our picks from Sunday or Saturday, I guess it was for Sunday's games. And you, you, uh, collected some profits. So let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today. When it's all said and done, kids make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.